guys. Quick note that we recorded this episode at our office and it might not sound exactly the same. Shout out to Jody Scott, Luke Dillon, and David Michael Reddy for letting us use their space. Hello, beautiful liars. Hi. It's your girl, Malika. And Sharina. And we're a bag of lies. Yay. We're the podcast that explores identity and community through the lens of the harmless white lies that we all tell. Keyword, harmless. Harmless. Not these nefarious lies. Not we're not out here wrecking anyone's home. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not the ones that get you in trouble. Not those. Well, guys, guess what? Today we have a great episode because we have a great guest. We do. Woo! We have the man, the legend, the ponytail. Jeff Goodby. Bam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff, we're so happy to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for coming. I'm happy to be here with you. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Jeff, Jeff, along with his friend Rich, started a little advertising agency known as Goodby, Silverstein, and Partners back in 1983. Since then, he has won just about every advertising award imaginable and wrote the line, Got Milk? He's a self-proclaimed mama's boy, director, illustrator, advertising hall of fame inductee, and the list goes on. He lives in Oakland. Yeah. With his family, a dog, a cat, a rabbit, three horses, and probably some other things he doesn't know about. Where did the mama's boy thing come from? That was you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm here. I'm lying. (laughs) You tried to catch me off guard. It didn't work. Lies out the gate. Right? My mama will like that, though. Aww. Yeah. Jeff, tell us about yourself. I grew up in Rhode Island in Providence in a neighborhood that had a bunch of different kind of people, which was very helpful with what I do now because I have learned to deal with a lot of different kind of people. And some of them beat me up. Some of them were funny. Some of them I'm still in touch with. The ones that, I, that beat me up, I'm not in touch with. I went to Harvard, came out, got a job as a newspaper person, moved to the West Coast following my now wife, and uh, who grew up in Southern California, did not like living on the East Coast as much as I did. And uh, when I got here, I couldn't get a job in, in newspapers. So I was like, what else can I do? So far, there are no laws. Is that okay? Yeah, that's um, fine. You can tell the truth about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I started looking around for a job and couldn't get one. And so I thought, Maybe it would be fun to be in advertising. I'm not sure how many people would come up with that conclusion, but I did, luckily. I'd seen a lot of advertising when I was in college that I thought was actually interesting and smart. And so I went into agency after agency after agency, and finally some guy said you should make a little portfolio, and I did that. And when I did it, I got a job. So you didn't have to lie to get one? I probably lied a little bit. So this guy told me, listen, you have to write an autobiography. And so I wrote an autobiography, but it was like an encyclopedia entry. And it started out true. It was like I was born here and I did this. I went to school. And then I would put in the name of the agency that I was interviewing at. So I would go, he joined J. Walter Thompson on this day. And then the rest of it was a total lie. It was all baloney. It was like, you know, he went on to become, you know, Hall of Fame, all this crazy stuff and, you know, became president of the United States. So that became my resume to hand to people. And I would just change the name of the agency I was interviewing at every time I went in. That was the idea. You lied your way to greatness. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Hadn't thought of it that way, but yes. (laughs) That's kind of my mantra for 2019, lie it into existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. lie to make it happen. Mm, facts. Yes. <laughs> yes, represent. Facts, facts, facts. 
All right. So let's jump into our lies of the week. So, Sharina, what did you lie about this week? Um, so this week, uh, I lied to a friend who has a podcast about listening to their podcast. Ooh, I know. This one's I feel sticky. bad. I know. I know. I mean, like. Oh, you said that you listened to their podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I've done that one, too. Oh, my God. This one's spicy. I know. What was the reason? (laughs) Well, so a person who has a podcast now, whenever I meet new people, or like even people that I currently know, people want to come out and talk talk about podcasts with me, which is great. Um, So when I told this person that I had a podcast, they were like, oh my gosh, I have a podcast too. And then we kind of bonded and swapped podcast info. And then the following time that I saw them as like a thing to say, I was like, hey, I listened to your podcast. And then there were a lot of follow-up questions about like what episode and like what did I think? Yeah. I mean, I totally played it off and was like oh I mean I can't remember because I listened to it right after we last talked but it was really really fun and blah 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 and I kind of just played it off that way yeah definitely definitely had to commit to that lie. Was there a reason why you haven't listened to this person podcast? So long. It's a two hour episode (gasps) podcast situation. Oh wait a minute I know this person. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Okay. To be fair. Two hours like that length for an episode on a podcast that's a little bit much. That's a long time. Chisel at that. With two hours, I could listen to four episodes of a right. podcast. That's a movie. That is a movie. That's a whole movie. It is. No. That's I a don't. long time. I mean, Jeff, would you listen to a that's podcast? That's a commitment. That no, that's a hours? commitment. That is a commitment. Especially if I were ready to lie about it. I would put it in about 10 minutes and try yeah. to prepare myself. Exactly. Right. The most you'll get out of me is 20 minutes, fam. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can put a lie together in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a pass on that lie. Yeah. So that's what I lied about this week. Malika, what about you? What did you lie about? Ooh, this one's another food lie. I always find myself with little silly food lies. <laughs> um, I recently tried a pho. Nice. And you know what? I, I'm going to admit, I'm not crazy about it. And someone invited me to go get pho. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of busy, but let's go get it another time. And they were like, oh, yeah, because I really love pho. And I had a feeling you'd love it, too. And then I found myself, <laughs> you know, committing to this lie that I like pho. And honestly, pho's not bad. I don't dislike it. I just don't think it's for me. I'd rather just a regular chicken noodle soup. I'm, you know what I'm saying? You know, fuzz not my jam. But anyway, so now this person thinks I'm like this pho enthusiast and I'm going to have to go get pho in the future. It's, it's something I'm just going to have to just deal with. You're going to have to commit to that? I know. I should have just been like, no, no, thank you. I don't know. I just, it's hard disappointing people about food. When in doubt, always say you're allergic. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I gotta go back on the old allergic trick. Always lie and say you're allergic. That has gotten me out of so many situations. I have lied to multiple people about being allergic to dogs. I'm not allergic to dogs. (laughs) I just don't want to touch your dog. Yeah, it's like people look at you and like, oh, you just don't want to disappoint them. Right. Yeah, fuck can be delicious to some people, but not for this lady. No, thank you. I'll pass next time. Yep. Or I'll just say I'm allergic. You allergic. So, Jeff, did you lie about anything this week? It's the Christmas season. So I am lying my ass off about, like, not going to people's parties and events, <laughs> I must say. Is it because you're busy or you just but don't want to go? a really go? good one. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's because I'm busy, really, most of the time. One of the candidates for president asked me to go to a party. I know that it probably means, like, give us some money tomorrow night. And, I, man, I wrecked my brain to get out of this thing. i got to tell you. <laughs> You know, like you think to yourself, well, this would be a real honor to go. This guy's not going to ever win the nomination. (laughs) (laughs) I might be narrowing it down. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but also, what a flex to be like, yeah, someone who's running for president invited me to their party. Yes. And I'm not going to go. I'm going to lie. <laughs> I got to take care of those grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your yeah. lie? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. Totally got me out of it. And to confirm, you do actually have grandchildren. I do. Okay, cool. Moving on to In the Bag. So we have a woman, an Australian woman, who lied on her resume to land a $185,000 a year job with the Australian government. Yikes. I actually heard about this story. It's been making the rounds on the internet. People mm-hmm. are like, this is wild because like, she like created this whole ruse. Mm-hmm. Get into it, Sharina. She had to do more than just say, I want this job. Oh, it was no. way more. She had to have a good story. It was Ooh. elaborate. It's elaborate. It was it? elaborate. What did she say? Do you yeah. remember? We're going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to learn from this event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to lie on your resume. <laughs> okay, so... The story starts in South Australia with the Department of Premier and Cabinet, and it's a government agency that kind of deals with policy, and they do a bunch of diplomatic relationship stuff and communications. They're important, and they're part of the government. So they hired Veronica Hilder Thoreau. Sounds like a villain already. Yep. To be their chief information officer, a job with an annual salary of 270000 Australian dollars, which works out to about 185000 U.S. Money, money, money. Right? The money, money. So they did that without knowing that all the experience on her resume, totally fake. All the education on her resume, also fake. She had glowing references. Those were fake. She even faked her LinkedIn profile because she used a picture of Kate Upton. That's brazen. You know <laughs> right? how bold you got to be? Right. To use a picture of Kate Upton as your LinkedIn headshot? <laughs> like, wild. Crazy. Absolutely bonkers. I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking from experience. <laughs> But she didn't stop there. No, she took it a step further. She hired her brother, who also wasn't qualified to do his job. And then she, <laughs> <Really>? like. <laughs> yeah, it's like the plot to that movie. This is Parasite. awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, it's crazy. Um, and so then they, she kind of got sort of discovered when her mental health started to deteriorate. <laughs> About a month in. So she yeah. would have got away with it if right. she didn't start showing her crazy. she just done the yep. job. Exactly. Just <laughs> sit down and start <laughs> typing. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's really hard to do a job that you're not qualified to do. So uh, it really got to her. And um, yeah. now she's going to prison. Yeah. They're actually going to send her to jail. They are. Yeah. Wow. yeah. She's been sentenced to a well, year. Because it was a government job. So yeah. she was defrauding the government. Sis. Yeah. Like, sis. That is so bold. So she's not going to get asked onto this show as a harmless liar. <laughs> nah, no. not Veronica. She don't get a pass in my book. She didn't no. get it. Like, no. she went through, like, the steps of, like, giving her, like, fake numbers as the references and then answered as different people. Yeah. When they oh called God. to check her, like, background. Which I totally love. People fudge on their resume to make mm-hmm. themselves seem a little bit, I don't know, stronger in certain areas. But if you can't do the job and you're out here using Kate Upton for your profile... Then you know this is just like layers of You're crazy. You're asking for it. You yeah. are asking for problems. So don't you think that resumes are the modern playground of lying? Yeah, aren't they? They yeah. must be. I think so. I think I, people take chances on resumes. Yeah, in yeah. ways that people you know, embellish. And I could I could have lied on my resume when I was younger, but. For some reason, you felt like you were going to get caught. Yeah. Nowadays, you actually will get caught. Yep. 
Yeah, people are doing it more. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's that absolutely, about? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I feel like it kind of depends on like the extent, though, because I feel like the extent to which I would lie if I was going to lie on my resume is either the length of time that I've worked at a place to make it seem a little longer or like maybe the position that I've worked at. But that's really pushing it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, if you've worked like a month shy of like two years. Yeah, something like that. You were there for two years, even though, you know, it was 23 months or 22 months. Like, I feel like those are the type of like resume type of lies that you can get away with. Yeah. Um, But, you know, saying that you are completely qualified to be a chief information officer. Yeah. When, you know, you're not qualified qualified for that at all like you're you're playing games you yeah. will create trouble yeah. yeah no but also i honestly want to know who's the person that did the background checks facts because if you looked at this linkedin profile and saw this picture of kate upton and that didn't put off a red flag for you then you deserve to look like boo boo call him out yeah like, call him out you it's doing true your job no that is absolutely true call i want to know out. yeah who's the australian government hiring no you it's know? true or like even with the references if you call like two people and they all sound the same it's like wouldn't that ring any alarm bells for you i feel like she probably was disguising her voice yeah but even so this, then this brings up an interesting question though who's worse the person that lies or the person who believes the lie and doesn't do anything about it mm. especially if you're like a government yeah. yeah and you're giving her a bunch of money yeah you got yeah. some you got some complicity in the thing yeah, that maybe true. you're a little responsible for yeah you both know. of these people need to get in trouble at this point yeah. no it's true because yeah. yeah. that's a massive oversight especially for such a high profile job as chief information officer that's really not doing your due diligence to see Kate Upton as a profile pick and just be like yeah she looks good <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> she looks really familiar and like who allowed her to hire her brother in right? the first place oh my gosh like why did they let that happen ridiculous the story would be a lot funnier if she doesn't at all look like Kate Upton. I bet she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, let's double check that. And for our listeners, we'll post the Kate Upton and her image side by side on our social for you to judge as well. (laughs) See, this is... Nope. No, <laughs> not yes, you at all. You do not look nothing not like all. Kate Upton. Okay, you got to check out this uh, <laughs> side by side when they send it. We fraud alert, fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> That's really That's bad. Good. You know what I call that? False advertising. Uh, and now we'll move on uh, to the interview section. <laughs> on the subject of advertising. On the subject of advertising. Let's oh talk gosh. to our man, Jeff Goodby. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so, Jeff, do you feel like the things that you lie about or even the frequency have changed as you've gotten older? I think that actually as you get older, you don't care about what you lie about. <laughs> <laughs> you just go You're for like, it. I'm taking notes. Here we are. <laughs> These guys are so young, they'll never find out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. I want, I want that type of energy. You're going to get there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It'll just happen. <laughs> Just naturally, you just wake up and you're like, I don't even need to lie. They don't even look it up. Older people, they come up with a stereotyped version of their life. This happens to me all the time. Like people go, well, where did you grow up and what did you do and how did you get into this? So I have a story about that. I'm sure it's more nuanced than I remember, but I've told it so many times that you start telling the story the same way over and over. That's what happens with everything. I think as you get older, you kind of come up with a version of it. And sometimes it's about a bad thing. Like, what's that big scar on your face? And you go like, and you realize that it was a bar fight you were in. But you're like, I was rescuing my daughter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I don't really want to go into the bar fight. Lies in a weird way are sometimes a manipulation of life, but they're also an acceptance of life. 
you know, in an interesting way. Like, I don't want to talk about what happened. So I come up with the story. <laughs> oh, totally. I do right? that too. Yeah. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, I randomly fell walking uphill. It was the most random thing. And um, people were like, what happened to you? And I was like, I went rock climbing. And it's a bizarre <laughs> lie because if you look at my nails, they're always done. These are not rock climbing hands at all. But I didn't want to tell people that I was clumsy and I just fell. You know, and so it's just like, I don't want to get into the story that makes me look like a klutz. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, pivot to something else. Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is like uh, the the kind of like narratives that we tell about our lives. There's like lies interwoven in those that kind of become baked into the stories of us. Were there any lies early in your career that you would never tell now? Like looking back on those lies that you told, would you tell them today? Yeah, that's what I got caught doing. (laughs) (laughs) Only the ones you got caught doing. (laughs) <laughs> is there a favorite line? There's a good one. Okay. There, yeah, there's a good one. So we had to pitch early in our business careers. We had to pitch Honda scooters against uh, widening Kennedy, if I remember right. And we were so tiny. They were bigger than we were at that point, even though we were the same age. We were so tiny that we got a bunch of our friends to come in and sit in the office. Like, and they were, you know, like sitting in. We brought in furniture, put them in desks, brought in phones hooked up phones for this uh, purpose. And uh, I can say this because we lost this pitch, so going <laughs> forward. Great. But um, so we uh, we brought all these people in. I remember we were sitting around before the Honda people showed up, and they said to Andy Berlin, who was one of the partners at the time, um, what should we do? And he said, I don't know what you should do. Just, you know, make calls. <laughs> and they said, who should we call? He said... <laughs> I don't care. Call each other. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And that that lie was a little white lie to have them there. Never caught up to us, but we still lost the pitch. Oh. It was just like having extras in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It was extras. It's just extras. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we've ever told any really material lies to clients. I mean, I can say that. With a straight face. Yeah. You can see my face. Yes. We can see his face, and yes, we can confirm. Very straight. Very yeah. honest looking right now. Yeah. I don't think we've told anything that was really damaging to them or somehow misleading in a big way. Okay. So word on the street is you lied to David Ogilvie, who is, you know, another ad legend, about the number of hours that you write a day. What is this the is story, a story there? This is a That's fine. What's the story there? Why did you do it? Okay, so when I got my second job in advertising, I worked at Ogilvy & Mather in San Francisco, and I was like a a punk. And and David Ogilvy, who was still alive at the time, comes to the office, and he's got, like, you know, the striped um, white, blue striped shirt and red suspenders, and he's really handsome, kind of 80-year-old English dude, you know, gray hair and everything. And they, he comes there. My office is only about 25 people that I was working in. And um, they give him an office to sit in. Well, it's a really lonely, little, miserable office. And he's in there all by himself. So I go in and introduce myself. And he says, um, uh, do you have any cigarettes? And I said, I'll get some, sure. So I went and got a couple of cigarettes. I brought them back and gave them to David. And he lit up a cigarette. And he said, uh, so how many hours a day do you write? You're a writer. How many hours a day do you actually write? And I thought, oh, this is a hard question because if I 
if I say too much, you won't believe it. If I say too little, I'm going to get fired. So I said eight or ten. And, uh, oh my gosh! What? <laughs> eight or ten? <laughs> Not eight to ten. I love that. Just eight or ten. Eight yeah. or ten. Never nine. You pick. You I think pick. that's what I said. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, my dear boy, you can't possibly write eight or ten hours a day. You should write two hours a day, and then the rest of the day, you should be looking for things to write about." And I thought, "That's awesome," nice. you know. That tells you that what you do is really collect information about the world and reform it and give it to people in ways that are motivating and cool. And so I thought it was great advice. And I got it by lying. Yeah. Life lessons learned from lying. (laughs) I didn't know it at the time. I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? The guy was, he was an amazing character because I saw him seven years later at some event in Italy. And he was getting out of one of those Vaporetto boats in Venice. And and, and I said, oh, Mr. Ogilvie, I met you years ago like uh, at uh, Ogilvy and Mather in San Francisco. And he said, you worked on that baseball campaign. And I had written a campaign for the Oakland A's. You worked on the baseball campaign. I said, yeah, holy mackerel. And it was astonishing because he's even older than he was 86 or seven. So what's the wildest lie you've ever gotten away with? One of my favorite ones is I was, not that I have a, like a pantheon of great lies that I've told and gotten away with, but um, when I was in college, my best friend's dad was the secretary of the Teamster Union in Rhode Island. And he said, he said, if you want a really good summer job, go into this warehouse and ask for this guy and tell him that, you know, John, John Shalpak sent you and that there'd be some work for you. So I said, who's John Shalpak? He said, he's the head of the whole Teamster Union in New England. And I said, aren't I going to get in trouble? I don't know who that is. And he said, yeah. And if you get caught, do not mention my name. Don't say that I told you to do this. Just go do it and you'll get a good job. Oh, my gosh. So I went in there and I said, is, you know, John Shalpak sent me in to said there'd be some work for me. And the guy at this warehouse was like, oh, my God, John Shalpak sent this guy in. <laughs> 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 he pulled out the stack of resumes and he said, these are the resumes from college kids that want to work here. You know, it sucks to work here. You don't want to work here. And I said, I know, but John said that there would be some work for me. He went, okay, fine, show up tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So I came in and I got I got the job. I came and started working. It was, a, it was a tough job. You were lifting boxes all day long, all night long, 3 to midnight. Oof. And one night I'm lifting the boxes and there's like a house PA system. And it says, this place is like a mile long. It says, you know, Jeff Goodby, pick up the house, white phone. So I pick it up and they go, come to the office. So I go to the office and there are a bunch of guys sitting in there. And the guy that I had interviewed with points to me and says, is this the guy that you sent over? And I realized that the guy sitting on the couch with all these thugs from the Teamsters, excuse me, using the word thugs, Teamsters are an honored union. Um, <laughs> John Shalpak goes, I can't remember everybody I sent over. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, my gosh. And they go, okay, go back to work. So I did. That's That's a pretty good lie to get away with. That's a pretty good lie. That's kind of how I got this job. I just showed up. I said, Jeff Goodby sent me. And then, you know, they showed me the resumes, too. Didn't check. I would have caught that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the wildest lie that you've ever got caught telling? 
Because you definitely got away with that uh, one. Man. I mean, most of the ones that I get caught in now are fairly innocuous with my kids or my grandchildren or something. <laughs> yeah, I did say I would buy you that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I can't think of a horrible one. I mean, I'm I'm happy to say I don't have I don't have too many excruciating lying experiences. Well, I'm either a really good liar mm-hmm. or else I haven't done it that much. Mm. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that fits with you. Yeah, it does. And yeah. honestly, we're here for the fun lies. Yeah. So when we say wild, is it just means like what's the fun lie that you? No, no, no. In? I understand you're not yeah. trying to call me out. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> oh, I, I, never I didn't that. go. I didn't go. I hope they don't mean that. <laughs> 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 Who told you about that? <laughs> we did our research. Right? No, no I, I know that's not what you're talking about. Why do you think people lie? Why do we tell, like, the little white lies that we tell? Because we're human, you know? I mean, you know, you can see it in a, in a child when you ask him or her some question and go, like, okay, where's the money? And they're like... <laughs> Um, and you realize they spent it on some candy or something, you know? I mean, it's what we do. <laughs> the, the best thing about it is that it tests our forgiveness. And the deepest thing that people can do is forgive people for things. And because it makes them bigger and makes them more creative if you can forgive them, it makes them feel free. And so in a weird way, lying brings that up, you know? It kind of brings up a chance to forgive somebody and go like, yeah, you know, that's a small thing, you know? That's great because, you know, we've interviewed so many people and we found so many like ways that we can all relate to each other about the things that we lie about. Mm-hmm. But I've never thought about it that way. You know, our capacity for forgiveness and like empathy for each other. That's true. It's a beautiful thing. I think it tests things. And you know what? Just the fact that you have this show is kind of a comparative kind of experience. And you're going, we all do. Come on. Yeah. We all do it. We all do we it. Do. We all do it a little bit. What we're talking about here is degrees of stuff. And, you know, you're not saying, um, I didn't kill my wife and bury her in the garage. That's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about things that are, for the most part, forgivable and actually humorous. You know, that's that's one of the funny things about lies is that they're kind of humorous in retrospect. Yeah. Did yeah, you ever notice funny. that? Yeah. It's funny. Oh, yeah. That's Because you're like, you can even do that with your friends and go, yeah, I told you that, but it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the time. Guilty of it. A thing I've actually done on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, I, once, I once was the person that she lied to. Yeah. So you lied on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's really meta. Um, it was, so, yeah. Levels of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've lied about this podcast. I've lied to my podcast host like yeah <laughs> she's the messy one <laughs> but it's funny in retrospect Bam. See? the retrospect thing is important it is yeah. as time goes by even the worst lies kind of become more or less okay that's know? true yeah so you are a person who has achieved an enormous amount over the course of your life do you ever just like lie and give yourself like a simpler life so I went to Harvard, and people ask me, where'd you go to college? And I go, Cambridge, Massachusetts. You know, it's like, I don't want to really talk about it. Yeah. So sometimes you just make little lies because you don't want to have to, like, deal with it, you know? I want to be on that level in life where I'm, like, so great and amazing <laughs> that I have to undersell you myself. Are, you are now. <laughs> you are now. <laughs> um, you know, I, sure. 
I mean, I, I think back to a time, there was a time when I was taking the bus, when I was like college age or a little older, I was taking the bus from Dallas to California. And, um, and I was going through the Southwest, through Arizona and New Mexico and stuff. And my college roommate, one of my friends, had worked on a ranch in Wyoming for this previous summer and told me all these stories about it. So I made believe I was him. And I tried to tell these stories to people that were on the bus. And I could see that, they, you know, I was totally full of baloney. They were... <laughs> Like I didn't have the right accent. They'd ask me. They'd ask me, ask me questions about a ranch or something. And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we had those. <laughs> I mean, it was just fun to try to lie your way all the way there and see if people would buy it. And I learned that maybe this was a good life lesson. I learned that I wasn't very good at that. <laughs> you got to stick with lies that you know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you got to be good. <laughs> Or, you know, you got to be somebody that just bald-facedly will stick to it. Yeah. We know people like that. That's fair. Although those are those are always the fun ones where you just, like, commit to a whole different life. Ugh, yeah. Those are yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Those have been some of my favorite ones. Well, those are, you know, I mean, people that totally commit to something absolutely not true. Yeah. Never worked there. Never <laughs> did that. Yeah. Never had those kids. <laughs> was never married to her. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Not one else. You got to admire that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any favorite lies that someone has told you before? I shouldn't tell you two this, but <laughs> I totally fall for stories from other people because I just think, why would they not tell me the truth? I mean, it has to get pretty absurd before I start going, that's not true, you know? <laughs> I mean, I really, I don't call people out that quickly. I kind of, like, give them the benefit of the doubt and cut them some slack and so on. I mean, I'm reminded of... <laughs> I'm reminded of a guy that showed me his portfolio once, and I was like, I know who did this work, and I don't think it was you. (laughs) Did you call him out? Well, I said it really nicely. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I didn't say I did this work. I said, this is work I like. Uh, I swear. That's a spin. Tried to save it. It was a major amount of spin. I mean, and I, not even I bought that. Yeah, I wouldn't have bought that. But it, I mean, he tried to spin, right? Then yeah. It was like I was, I was spun, I was dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the great things about lies is that we do like them sometimes. Isn't that funny? Do you think that our propensity to like lies is like linked to? our like interest and love of creativity well i know that creative people certainly have a way of giving themselves into things that aren't true however i think a lot of people outside advertising think that what we do is say things that aren't true yeah and that actually doesn't happen in the best advertising in my history you know i i think the best advertising is really based on a truth and then has people go like Wow, that that is true. That's crazy. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that before. Instead of, is that true? I'm not sure. Or, that's not true. I don't think that advertising that is not true actually works. Yeah. We have really we have really good uh, antenna for that, you know, and um, we like it if it's outlandishly untrue. You yeah. Know? If it's like 
lizards are talking or something. We like that. But, I mean, I'm talking about things that are slightly untrue and even claims that aren't true. I think we have really good antenna for that stuff. Even, like, as, you know, we're advertisers when we make ads, like, we... We're like, is this going to set my BS meter off? Yeah. Because then you'll be like the next Peloton ad. Yeah. You know, where yeah. everyone's talking about it on Twitter. And like, I don't want to make that type of work. I want right. to make work that people are like, yeah, I'm on board with this. I buy this. Yeah. You know? Do you yeah. feel like it's harder to lie to the public as an advertiser now with social? I would like to say it is, but it seems like it's easier. Really? Isn't that funny? Interesting. It in seems like lies travel really quickly now because conspiracy theories and fake news travel really quickly. Well, I hope that they say that I've accepted my life and made, you know, made some perspective on them so that I learned from them and or will be forgiven for them. <laughs> <laughs> we forgive you. We Thank do. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, that feels good. <laughs> Okay, so real quickly, before we wrap up this interview, we like to play a game with our guests called Who Lied, where you have to guess which of us told this oh, lie. Whoa. <laughs> I know. So um, lie number one is one of us lied about having a diversified stock portfolio. And lie number two, one of us has lied about how long they've had their dreads. That's a hard one because we both have dreads. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> So, who told the diversified... So, would you lie about having the dreads for a long time? Like, I've had these forever. I've always been this way. Okay, that's her. <laughs> that's why I got mad. My face was like, you deduced it. And then... It was deduction. And then, <laughs> and then the four portfolio thing. Yeah. We need to put me. more options in our who lied game. You make it too easy for our guests. <laughs> yeah. We do. So, Sharina, you lied about having a diversified stock portfolio. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what would that get you? I don't know. I was in conversation with a bunch of people, and I just was, well, because we were talking about, like, Roth IRAs, and I have a Roth IRA, but I, like, don't really have that much money in it. But I was still like, yeah, so now I'm just a girl with a diversified stock portfolio, guys. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I know, it's me. I did it. Uh, Look, I, I don't, don't remember what I have. It's so diversified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> Listen, this is coming from the girl who lied about being divorced, okay? I do these things. Random. You're just random, girl. <laughs> I do these things. And you've lied about how long you've had your dreads. I think it was more of like a lapse in memory. <laughs> It was like someone asked me, and I was like, oh, yeah, like four years. But it's, in actuality, it's been about five years. And yeah. my dress are out of My mom good put length. those in. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. They just, oh, these things, they've always been there. I've always wondered. I want to know, too. How long do you think, you know? Oh, my but, God. Yeah. And it was like after the fact, I was like, oh, yeah, I just told that person the wrong mind time. Because they were amazed. They were like, oh, wow, only that bit of time? They're, they're so lovely, you know? I was like, I'll just stick with this now. But yeah, it's been five years. Yeah. Jeff, it's been so great having you on the podcast. You guys are lovely and you're so fun together. Mm. You really are. Thank you. You really are. Mm. You should see them in person. (laughs) So Jeff, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter at Jeff Badby, which I... (laughs) Don't use very often, but I check it. So write to me. Right. Shout out to that name. I love it. Right. And Serena, where can people find us? Excellent question. So (laughs) you can find us on Twitter at 
Bag of Lies and on Instagram at Bag of Lies underscore podcast. So you should follow us because Yee. we do a fairly good job of updating our social media sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. That's it. Bag of Lies recorded at KGPC Radio with their generous support. Producer goddess Lighton and our executive producer B.O.B. Bob Cohen and with assistance from Rachel Diaz. Our theme music is produced by Madly. All opinions and foolish comments expressed here are by no means a reflection of our employers, friends, family, or our upbringing. Except for the opinions stated by Jeff since he's like our actual employer. <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. See you in 2020. Bye.